Welcome to a Works in Process Extra. These are unedited snippets, segues, and side conversations that were too good to leave on the cutting room floor. So I publish them as mini episodes. It's just another way to ensure you hear all the insights my guests have to offer. In this extra, my episode 26 guest Rich Tu flips the script and basically interviews me. We talk about the concepts of failure and how it needs to be reframed by embracing the problem-solving nature of design. Let's not delay. Hope you enjoy. That's way too much pressure. <laughs> yeah, way too much pressure. Yeah. I'm like, if, look, if five people listen to my podcast, I am off the moon. It's like, <laughs> so I'm good, right? I don't need to worry about making billion, the fifth grossing highest yeah. movie in the world. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Because you're a practitioner too. Like, what do you think of as failure? Like, what is your personal failure threshold? I think about this all the time. My personal failure threshold. And I mean, so honestly, I think failure is something that needs to be rethought. Yeah. Failure for me as a practitioner, not actually as an educator, yes. is, is too tied to class. Right. The idea of a failing, right? So it's not, oh. so people think, oh, I'm a failure because I didn't do well in a class. I failed, right? Where I think of failing as a totally different thing. It's about taking a risk. Yeah. To me, failing is about the idea of knowing which way never to go again. Oh. Because if you yeah. failed and that's just, so that means that didn't work. Yeah. Right. So I'm not going to do that because I know that doesn't work. Right. So it allows me to pivot to the things that have a little bit more success. Right. So failure is maybe the, the area where I know that's hot lava. Don't touch it anymore. Yeah. Right. Either because I'm not good at it, either because it just didn't do well, you know, whatever the reasons are. But I never think of failing as it's almost like a reroute, though, for me. Yeah. It's just, OK, cool. Let's just do this. Yeah. Because I think failing is that learning moment where you understand a lot more things in your failures than you do in your successes because we fail a shit ton more times mm -hmm. than we do succeed, Yeah. right? So every failure leads you to that better version of the thing you're gonna create right. until you actually make that thing, right? All the ideations are failures. Right, no, that's true, yeah. So I really think failure is a reframing that needs to happen because especially for me as an educator, it's too tied to school. Yeah. And when I ask somebody to fail better, Right, just means go crazy and yeah. see the most intense version of what you can do. They hear fail and they go, oh, I don't want to fail. And right. I'm like, no, no, I'm asking you to take that risk. I'm asking you to think about if you had a billion dollars to produce something, right? So you don't have to worry about money. What could you produce? Right. But they always think about limitations. They almost think about things and are, are kind of like self sabotaging themselves because they're not allowing themselves to go further enough. Yeah. They always go within the confines of what they can understand. Yeah. And so that then like hinders them instead of saying, well, just, just think, just do. Does that, when you communicate that to your students, does that resonate or is that the continual education, you know, letting them making a space for them to feel okay to fail in that better way? Like what, yeah, what are some you, of the tools to, open I think them you up? have to, I think you one have to, explain and embrace what failure is. Yeah. I think in a, in a very personal space like that, especially like failing, you may have to also show what that means, mm -hmm. right? So if you have examples of how you failed or what it was like to not succeed, right? And also from big failures to, to small ones, I think those are the things that you resonate. But also I think what you mentioned is having a space where you embrace that, hey, that didn't work. Yep. But that was good thinking that just didn't 
produce what you thought it was. Right. Right. And I think a lot of times that's is, interesting. Didn't produce what you thought it was. Yeah. I think sometimes the shit in your head is amazing. Yes. When you put it on paper, you're like, what, what was like, that? Well, that was trash. That's <laughs> trash. Right. But in your head, it's always going to stay amazing. Yeah. And until you put it out there to realize most of the stuff we do is trash. Yeah. Until you get to that point. But so if you never ideate, you never do, you never prototype, you never do any of that stuff. Yeah. You're never getting the shit ideas out of your head yeah. and they become so precious all the time that you don't want to change it. You don't want to do something else. You don't want to make sure you do it because it's the idea is perfect. Right. Yeah. I've done so many things where I'm like, the typeface makes sense. The logo makes sense. The layout makes sense. And I, right. I put exactly all on the, the pieces page. are right on paper. The right. equation works. The equation works. Yeah. Right. But when I actually write it down and I put it on, I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> Why would that color ever go with that? But you yeah. never know that until you put it on paper. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that we're losing a little bit with digital and not tactileness is the fact that like, oh, I can just draw something real quick and okay, it's bad or whatever, right? There's like a, almost like, it almost feels like it's always got to be finished yeah. on the computer. So if I'm going to show something, it's got to look presentable. Yeah. It can't look raw. It can't yeah. look unfinished. So I think that is a big, huge thing that just needs to focus on. And that's why I do a process podcast, right? Because it's about making sure you understand there's not one singular approach. You need to think about the multitudes of ways, but you need to express the fact that like, it's going to take time, yeah. right? And figuring out, like, I can tell you and give you tools, but I can't do the work for you. And the tools will only get you so far until you start building your own way of thinking and go, hey, if I turn this corner, that works for me. Mm -hmm. But for somebody else, I do it this way, it works for them. Yeah. Right? It's the teaching you, like, how to fish versus just, like, giving you a fish, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Learn that skill and you can figure it all out. But if I just give you the answer... And we know design is not an answer, but if right, I just give right. you that. It is, it's about finding answers. Right. So, but literally. It is about right? finding so answers. So if you, if you don't know how to find the answer, then you're just waiting to be told what yeah. to do. Right. And there's a place for people who want to just enjoy that moment of being told what to do, create right. amazing work. But I think for people like us, we're willing to get our hands dirty and think and why it needs to happen and right. challenge people right. who need to do it differently and kind of think about that on a larger scale versus just maybe, okay, cool. I'll do it that way. Yeah. Sometimes I think about design, like I know they're running up on time, but sometimes I think about design, it's like from a problem solving mindset, look at a restaurant receipt, right? Imagine like you're having dinner with your, all your friends and you just get the bill and then there's like a ton of items on the bill, right? Imagine a bill that had no mathematical structure to it. It just had a list of shit <laughs> that all of you ate. So then design is like creating not just like the principles upon which you're going to create this equation so you can add this thing up but also um, a way that you can actually navigate like what these individual pieces are and then put them in this one holistic structure. So you're building an equation, you're building like, you know, mathematic principles on top of it, and then you have to add it all up and then find like a summary for it. Mm -hmm. It's such a multi-tiered and also really complex process that I think a lot of individuals, especially within who are, you know, technically design practitioners, don't always know what the full depths are. And then when you're in it, and when you're really in it, in it, you're like, oh, shit, there's like the more I pick up this rock, there's just the more more bugs and uh, more stuff, more creepy crawlies. Yeah, it's more layers. And I think Ton of layers and that's some things you can't teach, which, yeah. you know, we talk about it. Why internships or understanding like being at companies 
is so important right. because I can teach you fundamentals. I can teach you how to do things. I can teach you how to open the computer and, and do a certain group of series of, of sequences to do certain things. Yeah. But when you walk into a room and see how a marketer and a project manager and a designer and the <laughs> exactly. CD walk and talk to each other and either talk over each other or they can collaborate really well. When you see those nuances, yeah, that's where it starts to, oh, these all random things that I was learning in school, yep. they're starting to make sense. But you can't do that and you can't replicate those in an education environment that much. Yeah. You can replicate design studio as a team, yep. right? Like a group of people who have different skill sets, mm-hmm. right? But then, oh, I need a marketer. I need a project manager. Yeah. I need these, these other things that are part of creative, yep. but are not necessarily in those creative schools because they're an English major. They're, you know, right, a math person. Right. They understand timing and scheduling and emails, right? Yeah. I don't want to worry about that. Like kind of things like that. And you put them all together. Like those are all the dynamic inputs <laughs> that you can't quantify. Yeah. And you're like, what all. do you mean? And, and in school, we ask you to do all that work. Exactly. Right. But in when you're actually at your job, you're like, no, I'm thinking about one thing. And that person's letting me know when the deadline's coming up. Right. I got to deal with humans. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm not Paul Rand out here. I'm not just like making a one logo and just like, oh, you don't like this? Fuck you. It's not about that. No. Yeah. And so I think that is the, the, the level that we can't replicate in classes as much right. as you can, you know, unless you had an institution that had basically all those type of majors under one roof mm-hmm. where you then can create these kind of team dynamics right. where it's like, oh, it simulate it. Yeah. But until you get to that, you're almost asking too much of a design student to be all of those things. Yeah, that's true. You know? So yeah. So those are some of the things that I think kind of failure is a huge thing for me because I, I just want you to be able to go there. Yeah. Like I think, and also school is the place to fail. Yeah, it is. You know? If I could have done school all over again, I actually would have like gone even more ham. I would have taken it. Right. I would have been less restrictive on myself. I found out that I really only loosened up after school. Because you felt comfortable. I felt comfortable. And also I just felt like I was attuned to my process in a slightly different way. And there were less eyes on me because at school there were so many eyes. But then when I left, there were less eyes. Then that opened me up to a process that when there were eyes again, I was much more within. I felt like I could just do more. Yeah, and you it know? could be the intensity of where you went, right? The school yeah, and true. what it is and things like that. It's kind of like I, a Saturday Night Live like level of intensity because they only accepted like 20 people a year. It was like yeah. people would walk in with like, oh, yeah, I have a three-book deal with a Penguin or I have a – here's all my portfolio of published professional work. I'm just doing this because I feel like I just need a little bit more. I was like, you need a little bit more? Like, yeah. Like, look at all – you're amazing. Yeah, there's that level. Right. So then when you're, when you're comparing yourself to those things, yeah. you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, it definitely is something that we have to just kind of like understand where you're at and revel in that and be okay with that. Yes. I, the, the comparison it's shit. Being okay. The comparison stuff, I think, really gets us in trouble too. I agree. You know, but that was a, an amazing little uh, segue. <laughs> yeah.